we do is crush a lot. Welcome back, episode 18, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Big Cheese. And back at it, as we promised, Sir Love Day Straight Shooter Podcast. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Good to have you back. It's always good. good to connect with you, two Brooklyn boys, talking about things that we love That's right. all the time. Politics mm-hmm. and hip-hop. Yes. Yeah. What makes the world go round? Makes the world go round. It's, it's an exciting time for hip-hop because it's like there's a new, uh, the paradigm shift is happening yes. where there's new leaders of hip-hop coming in, mm-hmm. Drake, Kendrick, right, J. Cole, J. Cole, uh, um, and they're all doing well, yeah. all having good numbers, and you have some more of of non-traditional hip-hop with Yachty yep. and uh, Uzi, mm-hmm. and, and it's an exciting time for everybody to find their own yeah. niche. Yeah, find a path to success. But in this show, yes, we like to make lists. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's good to make lists. Yeah. Um, so if this is the first time listening to it, to us, thank you so much. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, mm-hmm. Podbean. Mm. Once I hook that up, should be <laughs> should be ready by now. And of course, uh, SoundCloud. And we'll get that straight shooter podcast up and fixing soon. Hopefully. Yes, sir. Um, top five Busta Rhymes. Ooh. Now, Busta Rhyme yeah. is a monster. Uh huh. What's the backstory on Busta? Man, Busta is a, a, a legend in hip hop. Uh, started out, of course, with leaders of the new school. You know, a, an East Coast New York guy uh, claims all parts of the city, of course, but he spends a good amount of his time in Brooklyn and some time out on the island, and of course, uh, Long Island. But uh, once he broke off from LONS, started his solo career, jumped in. Uh, with the coming uh, since then it's been a rocket ship to superstardom of, of Buster Rhymes where from the videos from his clothing from his rhyme styles his flows his songs and verses every time he came out you had to pay attention you had to look you had to listen and there was always going to be at least a couple of joints on every album that you he liked. was a large in the life absolutely character performer and lyricist a very unique voice mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, when he was a leader in the new school, he was used a lot to do the choruses mm-hmm. and the and the bridges, and uh, he was good at that, and he's still great at that. Yeah, I, I think he really started getting more noticed with his collaboration with Trap Called Quest with Scenario and Scenario yeah. Remix because the most popular verses on yeah. that. Are the Busta ones? Of course. Now a lot of that is because he meshes well with Q Tip. Mm-hmm. So when he have you have that more high pitched voice, and here comes his growly, low mm-hmm. uh, voice, it just it just amplifies it yes. even more. That's the beauty of the Q Tip Busta collaboration. Oh, yeah. um, is that you have this uh, very high pitched voice, mm-hmm. very uh, you you know it's Q Tip, and then yeah. you have the opposite of that right. with Busta. Same and thing the, with their energy. And the same thing with their energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when the coming came out, it, people were already ecstatic for yeah. this album to come out. And not only did he come out with great songs and lyrics, it was a very unique sound. The way he mm-hmm. picks his production, yes. DJ Scratch did a lot of his stuff, early mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Q-tip. Tip, knots raw. Knots. So there was a lot of different sounds mm-hmm. and, and samples and and weird 
yeah. beats <laughs> that he would pick that made it work. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me, and I would imagine for you, uh-huh. to just narrow it down to five. Very difficult. <laughs> the catalog very. is enormous. So it's immense. It's a very, very wide catalog, too. So, you know, if you're doing a catalog for, say, Tupac, as deep as his catalog is, you can say to yourself, I'm going to focus on these type of Tupac songs. And if you focus on those, you say, well, I've got, you know, Dear Mama, so I don't need to include this other one because I've got no, this sort got of subject. Got right. I've got this record here. This is, represents these type of records. To do that for us is really difficult because each song could be as easily enigmatic of that type of song for him as any of the others. Correct. So it's very, very tough to whittle it down. And when you think he's gone and forgotten, he comes back with a smash single. Oh, of course. Or a smash guest feature. Right. And you're reminded again that this guy's just a wrecking ball of energy and charisma and wildness, and it just works. All the time. There's no one like him. No. The closest out-of-control person that was like him when he first started was probably Old Dirty. But Old Dirty was not as calculating as Buster was. Mm -hmm. Buster was just a controlled frenzy of stuff. And ODB needed the Wu to reel him in because he was out his mind. He was actually out of control. He was actually out of control. Mm -hmm. Buster is in control but just giving you everything that mm-hmm. he has. I would imagine his live shows, I've never oh, been to one, I would mm-hmm. imagine yeah. they're, they're just that. Insane. And the guy has the most brolic neck ever. <laughs> like, the man is doing like some serious chin-ups. <laughs> yeah, the boy boy keeps himself in, in good shape when he needs to. Top five Busta Rhymes. Ooh, top five Busta Rhymes. It's gonna be tough. Listen, this is our list. I, I don't know how Sir Loveday went through it, but for mm-hmm. me, I'm just going with what really spoke to me. I didn't break it down scientifically. I didn't break it down with contact. I'm like, this song, this beat, this time period, Mm -hmm. and what I go back to right now, Right. these are my top five. Fair enough. So I'm going to start this one, because usually you start it because I'm being polite, but I don't want to be polite. All right. I'm done being polite. My number five. Turn it up, remix, fire it up. Mm. And that uses... Yes. That iconic yes. <laughs> Knight Rider mm-hmm. theme song. To great effect. To great effect. Mm-hmm. It was sampled and it was pitch perfect mm-hmm. for Buster. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one, it won me with the beat. Two, the, the rhymes mm-hmm. he has and the way he presented like all his song was perfect for the beat. Yeah. And then he switches it up. And starts rhyming like he's the car. Yeah, yeah. And he's kicked. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah. look up Knight Rider David Hasselhoff. Right. A black car with the light in the front. I'm surprised that I don't see that more in the streets, like a Knight Rider <laughs> car or the, the little the red light. beam going back and forth. Because that would be a dope car. I would drive a kit. Of course. A talking car. It was hot back then. It was hot back then. I would like ride everybody it was now. Everybody was like, I need to get a Pontiac. Y'all need to. No, I want a kit. And if I had a choice, I would get a kit right now. <laughs> and that was a great use of a sample. And then when he started rhyming as kit, yeah. as the computer, Bro, I was like, home. you got me. <laughs> and I had an explosion in my pants. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it was featured on no albums. I think it was like a, a B-side single or a street mm-hmm. single. Um, it got later put onto the greatest hits, but yeah. it wasn't on an album. Right, it right. was it was a, a street single right. that was out there. You had to get like uh, a mixtape, 
mm-hmm. um, to to get it to or, get or wait, be on the radio back in the days when we <laughs> listen to the radio to hit record on a right. recorder to, to record and play at the same time. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. See, we do things like the box. Yeah, yeah. Put the tissue in the top of your put cassette. The tissue. That that's Make right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, we always had a pen on us. Anybody knows why we had a pen on us? Come on, come on. We can rewind it got exactly to. where got we to. wanted the tape to be. Precision. Precision. And to mm-hmm. when it got caught in the eating, we had a yeah, yeah, little bit of the tape came, came out, about. we had to wind it back in. That was so frustrating. It's important, yeah. That's my number five. Gotcha. Turn it up, remix, fire it up. Gotcha. All right, well, my number five uh, is similar, except it's another one of those records that just kind of got thrown out there, but was fantastic. As I Come Back. As I come back, and that sampled a lot. Too. Yes, um, and it's one of those classic moments where, uh, it for me, the way I structured mine is I wanted to try and point out some of the things that helped make Busta great. And so, as I come back for me is a good example of how Busta has a he has a bunch of these throughout his career. Where he does something, and all of hip hop takes notice, and it becomes a thing people refer to for years and years and years to come. Uh, just like you mentioned on the scenario remix, the, the he'll up, will up, bring it back number one. As he, his, that whole section, that whole verse gets referenced and referred to and recited or, or bitten little portions and re spit in a different structure or a different way all over again. Even that when he says, Papa Bloom, Pat, boom, the can, yeah, all over the place. Uh, so, just another case of what he's doing there. As I Come Back was a great record. Uh, phenomenal video of just him in the Jeep the whole time. It had this great beat uh, that was just so heavy on bass. Uh, and at that particular time when this song came out, uh, I just happened to have just upped my sound system. So here I am in the house, and I'm like, all right, well, let's go ahead and turn this up. We got a full uh, DJ set here. We got these gigantic speakers nearly the size of the wall. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. And I turned that on. I turned everything up and turned that on and blew out one of the speakers. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Buster. <laughs> good job, Bus. You the man. You the man. Uh, now I need to, I need to go now ahead and get this Now I know it's a good fixed. record. Don't know what happened. <laughs> right. It's a great record. Now I know how to get this straight. Uh, I should have worked my way up. Yeah, yeah. So now I know. But you learn that from Bus. You learn not to ever underestimate him because he can push out a lot more power and energy than you think at random moments. He doesn't uh, do a lot of very well. Y- yeah. I mean, That's you know what? That's what he does. It's, it's not something he has to do. No, so it's that's in, not what I want from him. And it's in his voice anyway. Correct. So if you just, if you just listen to him, there's, it's already there. The intonation changes on its own. So he doesn't have to try to be melodic in the song. It's going to be there from his flow and his, the way he changes his own pronunciation and diction across the course of the song. So you don't need that. But he definitely will give you a ton of energy. Uh, and as much as people sleep on his lyrics, he'll give you some lyrics too. He got lyrics. Yeah. I liked him on the M.O.P. Annie Up remix. Yeah, yeah. He was great on that. Listen, I got my number four. I think he makes great songs with Swiss Beats. Because mm. Swiss Beats is when he was out, his what made his beats so refreshing that they were unorthodox. Yeah. They yeah. didn't sound like anything. And I don't yeah. know what was his drum kit tools. I don't know mm-hmm. what he was how he was getting the sounds he was getting because right. they were all familiar. Right. They all had they all had some type of connection mm-hmm. in terms of sound. Like you could tell it's a Swiss beat track, like you could tell. Yeah. It's yeah. a Pharrell beat. Right. So I don't know right. what they're using. Mm-hmm. But he did a great song on the Anarchy album. I believe that mm-hmm. was his 
I want to say third or fourth album that he released. So he did the com the coming, then the when coming, disaster when strikes, strikes, extinction level event, event, then anarchy. Okay. So it's the fourth album. This mm -hmm. is at this point he started losing a touch mm -hmm. of steam, which is mm -hmm. funny because you could argue that extension level level event was his most commercially right successful album because right. of give me some more and uh, the janet single mm -hmm. um, but it came down to just a bit i still love that album a lot yeah uh put it down for y'all mm. with switch beats on uh, production yes was one of those songs that a lot of people don't talk about mm -hmm. but for me on that album i kept going back to it yeah i still go back to it everything about that song is amazing mm. it's one of those songs that if you don't have it on the album i don't think the album is that good <laughs> it's one of those songs right. that you sleep on yeah that you build not you don't build around it because it's not a single right but you need it to make that album complete full. and yeah. full and yeah. worth listening to mm -hmm. and i think in that context is great for what it does but i just love that song a lot from the catalog yeah. um the rhymes he's ferocious on it and i think that he's very uh smooth in it which he's in most of his track but i think him and swiss beats together and i don't think they made too many songs together i think this mm -hmm. might be one of the only ones was a great yeah a great great combo at the height of Swiss yeah and that and right at the moment where Buster started to plateau a little bit right and I thought for me it was like a perfect combination mm -hmm. so put it down for y'all number nice. four off the anarchy with the great red cover with the, <laughs> yeah. with the anarchy sign yeah. uh, where are you number four Buster Rhymes my number four good thing that you mentioned Boston Swiss mines is another classic in fact, the most classic Busta team up, Busta Q-Tip. They've got a collection of tracks. You can you can make a greatest hits album of Busta and Q-Tip working together. They've got it, they've got a great chemistry. We've already spoken about the way they work together. This one happens to be off of the Abstracted the Dragon uh, release that they did. Mixed uh, Yeah, maybe about a couple years ago, uh, called Butch Sundance. Uh, great back and forth. I'm gonna drop eight, you do eight bars. I'm gonna do 16, you do 16. Kind of back and forth flowing that they were doing on this with fantastic verses from the both of them. Great production from Tip. It sounds amazing. It's just one of those songs that for me shows off uh, that great uh, dynamic skill that Bus has where he can jump into the back, come into the forefront. He can chill for a verse and he can go crazy on another verse and you won't even realize how dope it is until you listen to it the third, fourth time. Uh, great, great record. Yeah, anything with Q-Tip and Busta is usually pretty good. I think Q-Tip is not talked about enough in terms of production. And Nowhere his, near enough. And his sound for tinkering with things. Mm -hmm. I think the last Tribe Called Quest album, um, yeah. what was great about it is that you could tell he just went in and just tinkered the crap out of that album Man. to get it to sheer perfection. Monstrous. And I think he knows how to produce Busta. Yeah, definitely. In a way that suits out all his strength, but also challenges him. In the same token, Buster is so good that Q-Tip is mm -hmm. forced yeah. to be on top of his game because Q-Tip at one time was very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Though I do believe in the Tribe Called Quest album, the last one, he was great from the beginning yeah. to yeah. end. And yeah. I thought he was on top of his game. And that was, I think, the Q-Tip we all imagined. Yes. I don't know where... 
he dropped it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, There's some questionable remixes early on, <laughs> in, 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 you know. But yeah, that's that a happens. good one. Uh, my number three. Well, if I did turn it up remix, I'm gonna put turn it up. <laughs> now, turn it up was one of those jams. Man, I'm sure that it was on the second album. Yeah, I'm sure it's the second album, mm -hmm. which is When Disaster Strikes. Yeah. Um, and you could quote me on that. I'm sure it's there. <laughs> and what I loved about that track is it's it's definitely my palette. I'm mm -hmm. sure that people could find different songs on that album. Um, put your hands where I can see. This is a, a serious week. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. so many jams on that one. Joint. Dangerous. But this one for me, I guess, is one of the same thing like the last song. Yeah. Full, it fills up the album mm. and it makes those other songs stand stand out even more. Right. But I love the horns on it. It mm. has a, like a very groovy bass line, boom, 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 boom mm -hmm. with a little um, uh, guitar in the background, like, like a little Neil, uh, Neil uh, Nile Rogers influence in it. Just a little, yeah. a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And the horns were strong. The drum beats is, is not all over the place it's very strong and consistent just have this thump to it boom boom yeah. boom, boom and uh and bus is just there just 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 being sexy all over it and he <laughs> just he was just finessing the hell out of that track because mm. that track demanded to be finessed because it was it was just that groovy kind of track and it yeah. just for me it was like yeah Buster gets this like yeah he's in your face ferocious of course my dude can lay back and, and absolutely like anybody in the game and he was just grooving it and his ad-libs are ha. <laughs> How many of those has he done over the years? The Lord of the ad-lib. The, the Lord, he's ridiculous. Um, so I love Turn It Up. I love the Turn It Up remix. Um, I love that song. I still listen to it a lot now when I just want to get, shake my head and be like, and hear that funky mm -hmm. high uh, bass. That's my number three, Turn It Up. No doubt. My number three. Uh, actually, it's continuing a little bit of the pattern of bust with others, but this time it's Busta Rhymes. It's still Q-Tip, but there's also Lil Wayne thrown into the picture. Wayne, uh, Lil Wayne. <laughs> so for me, the reason why this one sticks out for me is number three is because it's a great example of just how Bust is just so timeless. You know, it had been some years since the last Busta Rhymes album had dropped. Uh, the album was good. But it didn't receive much love. It didn't sell all that well. Um, Which as, album was this one? That was right after he dropped the Big Bang. Okay. Uh, so, Big Bang was cool. It was a good album. It was probably the one with Pastor Cavaxier on it. No, no. Big Bang is the one with um, Touch It. With Touch It and uh, the Gold Mine with Raekwon yeah. and all those songs on it. So it was a very good album. Um, but it really wasn't getting a lot of love. We were focusing on Touch It as a single. It was off Electra. And all it was the on remixes. Jive Records yeah. at this point. So right things are going a little weird. Have been a few years since that album had come. Um, you know, and Bus was all over the place. We hadn't seen Bus. He was doing little performances here and there, but he was a little out of shape. He had cut the hair. People were like, oh, he's not the same. Now that he's cut the hair. And then here he does. He just sits down, relaxes, gets into this incredibly smooth, incredibly classic beat. A really simple uh, sample of the classic record, I Want to Thank You, uh, which we've all known from barbecues growing up. Correct. We've heard a thousand times. Correct. And I'm sure a billion producers have listened to it and thought, I could cut that up into something, but no one ever quite made it work. And Q-Tip said, no, I'm going to make this work. 
and it worked out perfectly and it was so smooth and he just made everyone who was rhyming with him look like they were just learning how to rhyme. As cool as Lil Wayne was at that time and he was on his still at the height of his, his peak at that point, it just looked like, well, thanks for being around, but we didn't need you. You, you weren't needed on this song. You didn't add anything to it. Thanks for coming around. But Bus got this. <laughs> Bus is fine on this. And he crushed it. And it was fantastic. Doesn't and Bus do that a lot? He does that all the time. And it's one of the things that I love about him. You're going to get your money's worth, but he's also going to school you. Yeah. He, he just goes out and, and finds the pocket, finds places to relax on the beat, finds places to attack the beat, and finds patterns and cadences that nobody else is using and nobody would bother to use. Um, and he just destroys them. He did a great job on that record, and that's what keeps it up there so high for me. I think you described him well, the command of the cadences and, mm-hmm. and switching the styles and the way he fluctuates his voice. It's mm-hmm. like, Jizza does one thing one way. Right. And that's all he does. Right. And I can understand why people can get turned off by that. Mm-hmm. But when you hear a Busta album from beginning to end, it goes everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, and he has such command. And you're right, mm-hmm. when he gets that pocket, he's great. Not the way when, when Future gets a pocket, you know, he's high <laughs> as hell, and it's some rubbish. Right. And he mumbles, and he thinks that's, and right. that's another one. It's a whole different I'm sorry. Different subject. I'm sorry. But listen, <laughs> my number two. Number two. It's not that well known. Okay. I'm sure you know it. Okay. But I was, I think I'm more excited about this song than I still am. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to find. You still can't find it now. Mm. And the only way to really get it is buying the single uh, version on vinyl mm-hmm. for Wuha. But it's not Wuha. No. It's the Wuha remix. Remix, 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 remix. Gluminati. <laughs> now, the remix of Wuha takes the original song mm-hmm. and just redoes the sample in yeah. a different method. Yeah, which is nice. Chops it up different. So yeah. it's is, is, is very similar. Yeah. It's not like flavoring your ear with the same beat and you just have different MCs. No. They take the time to take the song structure yeah. and redo it and just remix the beat, but it's still a woo-ha beat. Yeah, it's still the same Sweet Greenfield sample. Correct. Just chopped in a different pattern that, that makes the whole beat sound different. Correct. But you still feel the same. But voice. now what makes the remix so... Extra special. Extra special. Mm-hmm. And that you take this controlled chaos mm. that is bust a ride. Yes. And then you throw an uncontrollable chaos. <laughs> yes. Like the old dirty bastard. Mm-hmm. And you put these two crazy people together. Now, yeah. what's great about this is there was a video for this now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, there was. They yep. were in a straight jacket. Mm-hmm. So why this single is extremely hard to yeah. find is beyond <laughs> me because I've tried. Yeah. I've tried. Oh, yeah. Really hard. And the only way to get it is by well, you know, you know, you listen to it practices. on YouTube, but then you convert it. Over again. <laughs> That's what I did. Um, but I, I want a legit version of it. Mm-hmm. But there was a video. They yeah. were in straight jackets, yeah. and that's exactly what this song is. Yeah. It's just two crazy MCs <laughs> that brought something that no one had at that time. At Nobody. that point, ninety three, ninety four, mm-hmm. everyone was hardcore, hardcore East Coast, mm-hmm. or or your G funk, right? Gangsters. The, the regional music wasn't up and popular yet. You, you mm-hmm. had your, um, I'm sure you had West Coast things out there and Houston things out there. Of course. But they weren't readily available. Yeah, no. But you had these two archaic figures 
with all this energy producing music that was this what is this and you mm. were captivating by saying what is this yeah and you put them together on a track and it will make sense because they were label mates mm -hmm. both on Electra. yep um, i guess they love that kinetic energy these cartoon bigger than life characters so yep. wuha remix mm. featuring old dirty there's a video for it now saying that i got a challenge for you okay and I'm gonna challenge anybody out there to come on the show and challenge us. Okay. Whoever wins. Now, Dirty, old Dirty, had a one of the things that makes his album so memorable mm -hmm. and classic. Mm -hmm. It's not the songs, but everything between those songs, the <laughs> skits, the crazy singing, the intro, yeah. the first song where he talks about Blowfly and and, and then the one of his memorable skit where if you never listen to an old dirty album if you never listen to the first album mm -hmm. and you just listen it you just walk away smiling and laughing this of guy course. was funny yeah. and when his funny scene i'm gonna challenge you is when he did the have you ever have you ever did this when you were a kid <laughs> ah, 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 ah. You ready so we're gonna do that okay and we're gonna see who could hold this Hold it the longest, and whoever holds it the longest wins. Now, Dirty did it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, hold up, I got brief. I got allergies. <laughs> that's my excuse. And if you think you could take on Sir Love Day, hit us up at Crush a Lot, crush a lot Podcast at gmail.com or on um, our Twitter, Crush A Lot Cheese, um, Facebook, Snapchat, all that good stuff. You ready? I'm ready. All right, I don't know what, what we call this. The like, back of your voice. Yeah, I don't know. What you're uh, 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 here we go. <laughs> Three, two, one. Sir Love, they got it. I'm gonna go get my asthma pump. <laughs> yeah, we just did that on a podcast. Yeah, we so did. if you want to challenge Sir Love Day. <laughs> Yes. You're welcome to do Holler that. At we'll, we'll That's her love day. That's her love on day. On everything. Yeah, you are on everything. That's right. Everything. Where are you with your number three? Did, would you do your we number three? number three. three. No, you're number, number two. two. You're number two. Mine's the Wuha remix, All Dirty, Busta. All right. So my number two is very, very tough. My number two and number one have been flip-flopping in my brain. Just back and forth, back and forth, like back and forth. the main chick and the side chick? Yeah, it's been like, Got who it. do I love today? Who do I love Got now? It. Like Most Def and Tyler when they were good? Oh. Most Def took it over? <laughs> Shots, but uh, Like fair Raekwon enough. and Ghostface? Yes, very much like Raekwon and Ghostface. Okay. But in this case, I decided my number two was going to be, I Know What You Want, a.k.a. Baby, when you, can you give it to me? With Mariah. With Mariah Carey. No. Mm -hmm. That was a dope beat, too. No, no. Fantastic beat. Just, this, it, it to me, now Busta had a bunch of great records, right? We know Busta for the high energy. We also know Busta can lay back and find that pocket and just flow all over the track. But Busta wasn't seen at the time, um, you know, uh, in the same way, or even even at times now, he's always considered in the same way as some of these other cats as these guys who make songs for the chicks and they'll make songs for this, that, and the other. But he did it. He had it on every album. There was always these at the height of Mariah's popularity. And here he is jumping out with with 
Mariah at her, at her biggest. He grabs his whole crew with him, throws a bunch of his people on the song, wraps his behind off with a fantastic beat, and makes a song that's captivating, mesmerizing, that I just can't get enough of. Every time I hear it, I'm like, wait, play it again. Um, play this it again. song is not on a and Busha again. album, it's on a Mariah album. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's a, it's a weird one. This one was, it was on a Busta album, it was on, uh, no, I can't remember which album it was on. Um, but it was on a Busta Rhymes album. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember it like in the middle of you speaking, and I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, it was this album. But it wasn't it wasn't Busta uh, album. Uh, it was a <laughs> it was a super dope record. Uh, Mariah did her thing, waited until the very end before she gave him the extra high note, and he called out for it. That little back and forth between the two of them. He was like, I knew you'd give me that high note. Fantastic. The beat was amazing. Had a bunch of little variations and changes. Rod Digger wrapped him behind off. Bus rap. It was just a great, great song from start to bottom. I noticed you didn't say split star right away. I didn't. I didn't. Or rampage. Would you like me to say that? Mm, that would not be accurate. I wouldn't lie you to you. I, I was disappointed that rampage was a bigger than one. Yeah. Because I yeah. like wild for the night. Yeah, I like wild for the night. Yeah. I think. Well, I think he had some stuff. Didn't do him well. They well, didn't. Let's not talk about the Flip Mode album. No. Um, it ain't safe no more. It ain't safe no more. That's, the That's album. a great number two. I That's agree with you. Um, I didn't put it on my list, but it's one that I always go back to. It's yeah. also it, it was popular, but it kind of it didn't stay in people's memory. Yeah, it was it was a hot song, but there was so much on the radio at that uh, time. Could it be because there has been this negative uh, look on Mariah's career? I think it's like it's both. Really go back. I think it's both that. I think it's um, the look on his career. I think it was that album wasn't a big deal um, for Bus. You know, um, "It Ain't Safe No More" wasn't really all that great for him. Yeah. Um, and so the combination of that and the the time that it came out was while a bunch of other artists were huge. Uh, so he kind of got pushed down the ladder. And, and I, I think that that's the point where he realized he's better off at features mm-hmm. than, than putting out an album. Um, yeah. I will always listen to a Bus album. I of think course. even the ones that weren't commercially viable, I thought they were still good yep. and unique and different. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's I can understand why people were, it's hard to follow for someone that long. I think hip hop does not do anybody well longevity wise. I can't yeah. think of someone that you get excited about that would consistently make the same numbers. I mean, like, 50 went from 8 million to, like, barely right. cracking 200. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And And so hip-hop artists need to work differently because it's consumed differently. Yeah. And it's consumed short-term. And so when you drop a Raekwon, the Wild album, it's not going to make the numbers like Kendrick or anything like that, but it's going to make his fan base numbers. And I think that's what Busta has and what I you know, considered success. Um, that's why it's interesting to see where Drake is going to be in 10 years and Kendrick is going to be in 10 years because I think that those Kendrick mm-hmm. albums will continue to sell 10 years down the road mm-hmm. where I don't think Drake albums will. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things like Wu-Tang albums, I keep referencing them, they, a lot of them are still sell like consistently 10,000 a week. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, right. but when that album dropped 20 years ago and you're still selling 10000 a week, next thing you know, you, you're triple platinum, you're quadruple platinum, right. it, it creeps up yeah. there. It adds up. It adds up. and then mm-hmm. So that's something that I think Busta does yeah. well, and his features are 
legendary. We'll Absolutely. have a whole different show for featured, but oh, I got yeah. a number one. Okay. And Here we, go. we were talking a lot about Q-Tip and the influence yes, Q-Tip had with Buster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. So I love day cheese. Yeah. You know, we all go together. Abstract um, and the dragon. So I had to go with a song that stood out to me when I first heard his debut, The Coming, and mm. it just stayed with me. And yeah. it stayed with me for a couple of reasons. One, it was the first time I really recognized Q-Tip as an Uber producer. Yeah. Um, and it was the first song on the album from The Coming that I felt was transcendent in terms of this is where this is the highlight of the album. I know you got the singles. Yeah, right. You got the you got, you got the Shade. You got the Jeanne, I mean, record. Yeah. You got the Everything's Raw. Uh, the Everything's Raw. You got the Death Squad versus Flip yeah. Mode Squad. And this is the one that I think legitimized this album mm. to hip hop heads and people who like deeper cuts. Yeah, yeah. Ill vibe. Yeah. Got that ill vibe tip. Where was? Yep, yeah, it's it was the the flow between them, like you said before, is you Mace. could smell it there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell it was there from scenario. Yeah. Carried over to this, the beat, the direction, mm-hmm. the back and forth, yes. the wordplay, mm-hmm. and what made it great is what you were learning about Busta in the time that song came out. It was mm-hmm. the the in tape version. Right. It was the first song on the B side. Right. Right. So that at that point, the first you gotta understand how they made these albums. Yeah, like that. yeah. These first five songs, six songs are here to establish my style of who I am. But right. when you get to the second side, you already have an idea, and you're getting these different variations of yep. what they're presenting. And Ill Vibe was the lead single right. of the B side. That's right. And where you were going with the B side, they don't make music that way. People don't even talk of it that yeah, way. Yeah. And even when you look at Illmatic, it was structured that way. Mm-hmm. When you look at anything Tribe, it yeah. was created that way. When you look at Wu Tang, yep. the second side start off with a hit single and follow mm-hmm. up with a deeper cut. Yep. It was all strategic. So you started off the B side with Ill Vibe, which means that is one of your highlight songs. Yeah. So if you buy the if you buy the CD or if you buy or if you stream it and you look at it, it's in the middle. You think it's in the middle. It's not in the middle. It's no. the first song on the B side, right. and that had more importance back then yeah. when that album came out. Yeah. Same thing with vinyl. Right. Um, you have to understand how we listen to it. Right. All the cats listen to it. And yeah. that's why that song was important to me. Huge. Because it was the first song I listened to when I came out of school mm-hmm. and I had it ready. Yep. Ill Vibe, Buster. And that was a little old school thinking for those who are new listeners, mm-hmm. understanding how older cats listen to music and what are the technology we dealt with um, and why we're so intimate with it. Mm-hmm. Is because this is what we had to go through to consume the music that we love, where yeah. you have it instantly, and you could put a whole bunch right. of music on your phone. Right. I and had to playlist. pick the tape that you I had to carry. listen to, and mm-hmm. that's the only tape I was going to take. Yeah. And you would learn it in a way you would never learn the stuff now, and you would enjoy it because we didn't have the money right. to spend ten bucks on a monthly. It took me twelve bucks to get that tape. Yeah. So yeah. we, I'm ranting. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, I'm it's, ranting, but people fine. gotta hear this. Yeah, no. It's a different uh, perspective and understanding of why 
certain songs are gonna have the connection and the support and the defense and the reaction that they get. It's for good reason. It's because there's a different experience connected to how we heard these songs and how where they were placed in the, the order of the album made such a difference. You know, when you have, like you mentioned, the song at the start of the B-side, what they're saying to you is, we don't want you to have to rewind and fast forward to find this, right? <laughs> you can just click and get straight to this. As soon as you finish one side, all you gotta do is end one side, you get straight to this gonna, song. And we're gonna start you off, we're gonna hook you again. from the beginning. And this is gonna snatch you, and you're gonna wanna keep going. Right. And that's exactly the same experience I had when I first heard it, hearing that, that first boop, 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 And I was like, wait a minute, what is this? Side two is, what is this? Side two is already taking me somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I can still remember, the moment I hear that sound in my head, the moment I hear ill vibe, I immediately hear that sound in my head. And the moment I hear that sound, I immediately remember my rhymes create life like the birds and the bees. Make funk master flex say yo, I'm feeling these. Like immediately, the start of the verse just kicks in because I rem I remember that feeling. I remember sitting on the B60, riding back and forth to school. Mine was a B60. <laughs> See, there we go. You know, and riding it and going, this is amazing, and enjoying that moment. Great so choice. So for me, ill vibe, Number and that's one. a little history. Lesson, but you have a number one. Yes, I do have a number one. My number one uh, for me is a, it's sort of the encapsulation of the sort of stereotypical view of, of who Best Buster Rhymes is. If you want to take out all of the subtleties and all the details and just focus on how most people will see Buster Rhymes, it's put your hands where my eyes can see. Boom, 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 boom. Fantastic beat. Boom, 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 boom. Amazing video. A video that captured and transformed things. We can talk about how important and transformative Wu Ha was as a video, uh, you know, with the fisheye view and the colorful outfits and how he was focusing at the camera and wrapping. That was a half a million dollar camera. budget. You're talking about now a million dollar. Right. Budget. There was a difference. He changed the vid he changed music video game for hip hop. Forever. He made people broke. Yeah. And he not only did he change, you know, the costs, did he change the production values? He also changed the themes and the structures because now he went and he said, I'm going to take Coming to America, a movie that we all loved, and I'm going to turn it into my music video, and you're going to love it even more. Than take out frames from the video, video so it can be clipping. So that, it can, so that you can see the way it, it was a genius structure for the video, a genius song. The beat is fantastic, a, a great beat, great, Simple. great, great beat. Uh, and that was one of those beats less was more yes perfect and and bus took the style that he had really pushed in hip-hop this this idea of you can have the same way you've rhymed in the years past in the years past it was always you know for those who don't know the history of hip-hop was always you just needed to rhyme the last syllable of your line right and you only needed to rhyme for two bars so if you could just get through these bars and you had those last syllables rhyming now you could just go ahead and switch to something else and bus said no you sound like a trap if you <laughs> if you need bus said no if you want to be good watch how i continue to end every rhyme in this whole verse with ease for the whole song and then bust on put your hands on my eyes because he said it's, we need to stop this one syllable and this two syllable stuff let's go with three syllables for the whole song so i'm going to do studio and for the entire verse, 
for this entire structure and you're going to keep up with it. And now the bar has been raised for anyone who wants to try to continue to follow my patterns and continue to be like me. You got to really step it up now and add more syllables into the ends of your rhymes. And do it with so much charisma and charm. Yeah, beautiful. I, I think one of the things that you said he was also iconic in his videos. Yes. And in a lot of ways, he was a great visual artist as well. Oh, yeah. Concept-wise, presentation-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, he changed the game and made it nearly bankrupt in terms of, like, you've got to put your whole budget on this video mm-hmm. because this guy just put the standard up. And Electro Records, to their credit, gave yeah. him the money to do it. Yeah. And Ups to be to creative. So that, I mean, I'm sure people have that on their number one oh yeah and for good reason yeah. and that song means a lot in terms of the video the presentation yeah. where it was it was the height of yeah. uh, Buster's popularity mm-hmm. in terms of his uh, creative and this right. was right after the coming right this so the, a lot of people on their strikes. sophomore mm-hmm. album slump yeah he tapped into something of his personality and magnified it even more literally yeah magnify it and added all these things that you could tell he knows inside of that, like coming to America. You could tell mm-hmm. he knows that movie well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And that's the best way. Yeah, it's great. And I, I think a lot of the younger hip hop fans need to recognize this man and appreciate what he's done for them because Busta Rhymes was the one who broke what had been happening in hip hop where if you are a rapper, you need to be tough, you need to be gangster, and you need to dress tough and gangster. And Buster said, you're not going to disrespect me. You know I ain't no punk. You're not going to try me. But don't mind me out here in this blue and purple and yellow jumpsuit. Because I can do what I want to do. The dude was not scared of color. <laughs> no, the man was out and there I doing it. And I appreciate it. And uh, Missy tried to copy his style in terms of video. And of course. And she did a great job, yep. too. She didn't. She never really matched up lyrically with him. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't. Yeah. But that's a great uh, pick. And that's off the Disaster Strike album. Yes, which sir. is arguably... His best album. Yeah, many people think but that's I, his number I, one. I would probably argue that it is, and then extension level level of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be remiss if we don't mention "Give Me Some More," right? With the Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. uh, sample, and yeah. I, I'm sure that when we were thinking of this, that one of us was going to cover it. So we oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, "Give Me Some More" <laughs> gotta be. A number one to someone if it's yours I understand it these are just yeah. our personal favorites right but I always go back to give me some more everything that video is also iconic yeah yeah the, the beat is <laughs> so amazing what's that mm-hmm. was, was that a, a, a scratch beat I'm not even sure if that was a scratch oh, beat that, I have no, to go no, and uh, double check I know who was I just I forgot the name um, but taking it out Alfred Hitchcock beat mm-hmm. of Norman Bates oh man I forgot the name yeah. of the movie um, and uh, psycho. psycho, and turning and taking the strings and putting and you could tell that that underlying bass line wasn't created as a loop. It was created to flow with what Buster was doing. Yeah, you could tell he's like, yeah, I'm gonna change this to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And the video when they all just like bounce into it. So give me some more. I gotta, I gotta put it yeah, out you gotta there. That. As, yeah. as that. Um, I want to thank everyone for checking out episode 18, Sir Love Day, Straight Shooter Podcast. Yes, sir. You can find it somewhere. God knows where it is. <laughs> you know what's up. They're trying to shut them down. They're trying to, they're trying to take it's us out, but you can still find some of our joints up on trying to take you out. SoundCloud. It's okay, we got you. Listen, karma's a bitch. Yeah. Now, saying that, 
I want to give a special get well to Tony Nest out in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, not doing so well, so I'm hope you know putting prayer out to you and hope the time you listen to it, so I hope the time this drops that you are in health and and back home. Um, so we'll definitely get you on the show when you're back on your feet because mm-hmm. um, he's big into the chip tune scene mm. chip tune hip-hop look it yeah, up chip stuff. tune hip-hop I'm a fan. yeah there's, 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 there's another genre out there yeah I'm a fan. Trap. um shout out to everyone that was shout out yo check us out on itunes google play stitcher radio Podbean, and all that good stuff we'll see you out there in the summer um if you're going to the kendrick show july 23rd and july 20th i'll be there hit me up on my twitter and my snapchat and i'm more than happy to meet up with anybody who wants to talk shop yeah until then peace out